What up, big dog? Big dog. Big dog. How you feeling? I'm feeling good. Just uh, just finished a, a bike ride. Let's uh, go, baby. Mm-hmm. Let's go. Getting my little cardio up. I, I, I feel like I pulled something yesterday. I have a strain, so I'm taking Uh-oh. it easy today. All right. Well, if you need me to hit you with a Theragun later, you know I will. I do, actually. Um, I, don't, I, 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 need was, my man to, I need my man to be full strength. Thank you. I was I was listening to, um, you know, listening to a podcast around um, that's in relation to our guest today. Um, oh, fumbling, fumbling fits. Yeah, I was listening to fum, the fumbling fits prod podcast where they uh, they t- ask Jonah Hill about which Chelsea boots he likes to wear for an hour and a half so that was it was informative and i learned a lot about a lot first about of, his fashion first of all wearing chelsea boots i think is illegal now so it's interesting <laughs> that they would publicly talk about that with a known celebrity but you know mm-hmm. every podcast is every podcast is different tj <laughs> they're all they're all different and i you know i first time for everything i learned i learned some stuff i learned how the other the other half live a decent amount of L.A. slander on the podcast, which I guess I'm used to after talking to you. I, no one loves L.A. more than me. But those idiots have been – those guys have probably been here like one time in 10 years. So they're not really able, able to talk about it. Jonah Hill, on the other hand, known L.A. resident, I would assume no slander from him. No, he was he, – he was, there was no slander, but he was kind of – he was backpedaling a little bit trying to defend why he was here. You know where you, you know you don't really need a reason to live in you know the largest <laughs> city in America. Uh, well, I mean, you know, there's no sm- there's no steps of the smile to go to sit on and have an iced coffee and blast a cig while you look at your Rolex here. So it does. <laughs> I under I understand the I understand the difference. Unless you are Australian, then you then you are wearing a Rolex. Damn, pe- here. people people really like that tweet about every guy, every person in LA is an Australian with a Range Rover texting and driving. But somebody <laughs> came for me like you should go east of La Brea, and I was like. Yeah, so they just have Teslas and they're white guys. Like, what's the difference? It's all the same person. I don't think they understood. I don't think they understood the essence of yeah, the joke. Yeah, the, the foundation is is still there with Los Los Feliz Australians. They're you know they're just it's, it's a it's a it's a less expensive the, the the vintage Rolex instead of a new one. And exactly, um, exactly. Know, there's, there's more like you know their countertops are. Are, are more um, unique than if you are west of La Brea. <laughs> uh, my countertop imported, and it's it's pink marble. We ain't got that little green, that little broke boy green. Yeah, the pink marble. Not it's it's not an evergreen marble color. We know that. Um, mm, what's up? What's, up, what's going on with you, Chris? It's nothing, dude. Just you know, out here pounding the pavement this morning. It was a it was a beautiful day for running. It was a nice overcast morning. Um, yeah, I uh, made it, made, had some good time, came back, had just washing, washing my clothes. Um, you know, just getting ready. I mean, honestly, this new location, this Villa Carlotta is, is paradise fam. I, I'm, I'm really, so we're, really, so this is a, this is an admin reveal of location. Admin reveal of location. I am in a, a studio apartment at a historic building on Franklin Avenue, I have windows surrounding me, a giant plasma screen, a, a, a 
blue swimming pool just out of sight. Mm-hmm. Um, it is it is quite picturesque, I will say. Jason, you did help me move in, so <laughs> the yeah. uh, the the vintage Rimowa was was heavy, so you did need a hand with that for sure. I did need a hand. And when um, you're when you're staying in these vintage abodes like a like a chateau or a villa, you know <sighs> there there are going to be touch points that require you know like a three step staircase where one would need to lug the Rimowa up versus you know having having a handicap ramp that you would see well, at maybe, Jason, uh, you know, a Best Western, perhaps. At a place like this, you know, it's, 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 it's low-key, bro. There's, there's minimal staff, no invasive, you know, team members. So, yeah, mm-hmm. I needed help, and who no, better to call you, you on? Won't, you will, you'll never run into, like, a, a, a bellhop or housekeeping trying to pester you for an autograph or anything like that. They all kind of know how the game is played there. Now you understand why I'm here, and I, I appreciate that a lot. Yeah, I just you know it's it's hard to be low key in LA, Jason. You know how it is, bro. It's I do. like you you come you come here and pick me up. I gotta have the sunglasses. I gotta have the hat. I gotta walk quickly with my head down. It's fucking annoying. Well, that that but being like, said, now that you have sort of planted roots in LA, <laughs> at, at least for the next month, duh, you know you were talking about washing your clothes. I've been getting a lot of DMs about your clothing on my Instagram stories lately asking me, uh, you know, what's up with Chris and his, his LA uniform. You seem to be spotted, um, you know, sustainably cycling the same outfit, perhaps multiple moments throughout the week. Are you considering, you know, adding to your, your wardrobe collection now that you, you're going to be here for a little bit longer? First of all, losers. Um, if you guys, if you want to say something about my clothes, say it to my fucking face. Okay, <laughs> they're um, they're clearly too afraid to. I I know, I know. Uh, I look, it's fucking a hundred degrees all day. I'm gonna wear. Also, I think a lot of the content that you're producing of me involves sport. And yes, mm-hmm. I wear the same clothes to exercise in. You don't do that, you freaks. Like, <laughs> oh, you have you have four different colors of outdoor voices leggings. You fucking nerd. <laughs> like. Congratulations. I wear all black Nike, all black District Vision. Sue me. (laughs) Um, Well, you know, maybe it it was less of that and more of like, are we going to maybe have, you know, start working in some navy blues, you know, just for a little variation or, you know, just something to to take people off the scent so they they don't, you know, if if they don't know that you have many, many pieces of, of the same all-black Nike Pro gear, um, you know, are you going to do anything to kind of throw, throw in some splashes no, of no, variation No, because you know, here's the problem. Here's the problem. Uh, exercise is not about what you're wearing. Exercise is about what you're doing. So well, this is once growth, I fi- growth for you, I will say. Exactly. Once I find simple, sweat-wicking clothing that, that, that works for all of my needs... Mm-hmm. I'm gonna stick with it, and I'm gonna I'm gonna buy 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 buy. Where, <laughs> and where do you, where do you stand on the philosophy of having kind of like a uniform for your for your clothing? Are that's you, my approach. Are you a, that's my approach. A supporter of that. Always has been. Always have been. I'm on the record as that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So it's like, yeah, I have. Th- I, I brought a giant suitcase full of clothes, and I wear the three things mm-hmm. that I like. <laughs> so I have all these shirts, but it's also like I have all these shirts with sleeves and shit. 
Mm, and that, and there's no, there's no use for a sleeved shirt right now in LA. I mean, at night, you know, it does get a little chilly, but luckily I have, you know, I have the stuff for that. But even at night, you know, as the temperature dips down in, into the low 80s, it's still really hot. And also you're doing so much physical activity that the body is still pumping. You, you know, the, the MacBook Air fan is always on on, exactly. on, the house of, on the House of Black. I just think these, you know, it, 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 you don't, to be honest, these people probably can't understand what I'm going through because of the level of exercise I'm doing is something they couldn't possibly consider. Mm-hmm. So it's like, yeah, if you work out once a week, that's when you get your little Gymshark outfit and think you're looking cute. But when you're working out twice a day, mm-hmm. you, don't give, you're not, you don't give a fuck about what you're wearing. You're out there getting it in and making other people look stupid. So that, that's, that's the goal. I don't give a fuck about what I look like. Who cares? I'm happy to see you come around, Chris, because the old, the old CB might, you know, the, the pro gear, pro attitude look might prioritize the physical appearance above performance. And I think you've, you've grown and matured since, since honestly, your time hon- in LA. Honestly, my new trainer, Hunter, has opened my mind to a new form of fitness. And honestly, a third eye has been unveiled that, that I'm approaching fitness in a new way. And and I I believe that new that new wing on in the mansion of of Chris Black's fitness repertoire is the world of gymnastics. If I'm if I'm mistaken, it is. But it's just it's such a holistic full body movement that it is it is honestly and also and I'm I'm not I'm not being funny, so don't fucking laugh. I think that the I think that I think that the the way that he's got me building on things every week is truly I'm seeing improvement in a way that I've never seen before. Mm, like, okay. L- like, okay, this week, this, this week we're going to do this move. And then next week I'm doing a move that requires more, but I'm built for it because of what I learned the week before, mm, you know? So, so mm-hmm. it's a, it's a fully, it's just all encapsulating. And, and I'm, I'm there's nothing what, funny about this. No, this is not, this is the only thing in my life I take seriously gymnastics i get it fitness jason but gymnastics sure you can call it that my ring work i would love to see your goofy looking gumby ass out there trying to hang out some rings in a public park you get laughed at my ring work i'm sure is is not strong we we can all look at you and see there ain't no upper body strength we can all see it um that is true i am Mm -hmm. i am lacking in upper body strength but I still have a lot more than you. So where does that place you, Chris? <laughs> what is you know? What is your? Because I have my the perfect excuse, my my Gumby like lengthy frame. Um, <laughs> but you don't really have much to excuse your, you know, just severe lack of upper body strength. All right, Jason. We're gonna. You know what? I'm gonna cop some rings on on Amazon. We're gonna. We're, you know. We're gonna. Maybe that's that's a paywall. That's a how long gone only fans. Is Jason trying to do anything on a ring using his upper body? But I will say, all all well, you know, the ring, the rings are are a tough thing. It's not really something that anybody ever works on. So you would uh, you would really have an unfair advantage. Whereas maybe like a pull up bar, perhaps, (laughs) is more of a you know a wide widely used fitness uh, device. And if you'd like to, if you'd like to go head to head on that. That sounds like a um, wonderful challenge to uh, to explore. I'm not opposed to going head to head on that. I think you will beat me, but I think I would have a better showing now than I would have three months ago. And improvement is what I care about, Jason. Bro, that's what it's all about, if you ask me. 
you know, you already know what the fuck's going on. But, um, I, yeah, I just, you know, I, I clothing, fitness and clothing, like you only need basics. If you're trying to splash out, you're a boner. Okay. Well then last question for that. So, so we have the, the all black Nike gear. We have, you know, running shorts that have a two inch inseam. It, it has dry fit technology, blah, 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 blah. They have, they have shorts that costs, you know, $35. And then they have shorts that cost twice as much, $80. Yes. They both look the same. Do I need the $80 pair of shorts? No. Okay. Unless the reason the $80 shorts though, I think I have like $80 shorts, but it's because they're, it's just, they're lined and they have pockets. So I can do everything in them. Whereas I think that if you're paying a little less, sometimes they're either not lined with bike shorts or they don't have pockets. There's something a little off about them. Um, mm, so I, you, so need, you like need, the lining that you like a bike short lining is what we're saying. I do. Yes, I do. I do. Because I expose my extremely buff quads all the time mm-hmm. and maybe I can keep them covered when I'm do, hanging upside down on these rings in a public park in West Hollywood. <sighs> oh yeah. I did not think about the, uh, the upside down lifestyle being a factor. Exactly. That is important. I couldn't agree more. Because my man Jason, is I, inverted like Tony Hawk on a daily basis. You already know, baby. I'm doing a 1080 every motherfucking day. Uh, um, so we do have a guest today that we mentioned earlier, um, James Harris, who is half of the um, podcast duo Failing Fits. Mm-hmm. Um, and, you know, it's nice, I think, to separate him from his extremely loudmouth partner um, to really – so that way we're giving our, our listeners a, a view into the kind of smarter, quieter, um, not more humble, but different – side of, of the podcast mm-hmm. the, because they have they have a very popular their digital begging is going very well for them and they and it's interesting it's an interesting uh revelation yeah there's a lot of different ways to skin a cat we've uh, they've chosen to zig where we zag and you know luckily as we all know the cream does rise to the top of course and it and you know and, and I, you're a creamy cat I appreciate, you know, a, a 13-year-old in Yeezy stealing his mom's credit card and buying a Switch and subscribing to the Throwing <laughs> Fits Patreon. I, I personally would rather read a Manscaped ad or a Boner Pill ad, and I think you would agree with me. Uh, one, one billion percent. My, right, uh, my mom would get very mad at me if I bought some Yeezys on her credit card, and I, don't, <laughs> yeah. and, and I respect my family. <laughs> I love my family too much to buy Yeezys on a credit card. That's right. Um, thank you for your time, Jason. Let's call. Let's let's call. Let's call James now. How are you? Wow. First of all, let's talk about this facial hair that you've developed. Are you in bed? Yeah. You're lucky. I have a shirt I on. Get, I thought you get up at like five a.m. Um, yeah, I've been on a beard, five. you know. What you been doing? Um, well, some of us exercise, which I know you. I saw that you purchased some um, resistance bands, so congratulations. Yeah, I'm uh, about to come over. Uh, joining the resistance. <laughs> How's it? Have you used them yet? I used them this morning, and 20 minutes later, I was not able to brush my teeth. I couldn't lift my arms up. <laughs> which which one of the sporty and rich bands have you found is the best <laughs> one for your your personal fitness growth? Um, I was a fucking sucker and copped off the timeline because yo, it's like impossible to find like kettlebells or dumbbells or anything right now they're still sold out right they're still sold out 
Yeah, I mean, and so as soon as you start, you know, looking on like you know wire cutter uh, best dumbbells, like all of a sudden your your feed is just flooded with like these ads for you know IG centric brands. And I was just a sucker, and I was like, yo, fuck it. It said like available now, ships in days. So I just copped immediately for six nine dollars, which was nice. And uh, it took it took it took four weeks to arrive. So like, damn, damn. you can put on yeah. a good 10, 15 pounds in a month. You know, six weeks. I don't even know like what I don't even know why I bought them or if I even want to use them, but I don't know. It seems like something I saw like people using it in the park, so it seems easy. Resistance bands are, if if done right, can be very challenging. I, I think that people, that it's just it's just like you have to find the right routine and the, and the right resistance, you know, for you. I I have this weird phobia that I've had since a kid, since I was a kid, when I got like hit in the face with a rubber band of like them snapping and like tearing my throat out. Same reason Ooh. I have a weird phobia of like tape measures. When they like retract really quickly, you know. Damn. So you have you have elastic trauma, is what you're saying. (laughs) Yeah, lasting elastic trauma. Damn, brother, that that is tough. That's why I don't use use condoms. (laughs) Perfect. (laughs) Luckily for for you, breaking a resistance band would require a lot of use and a lot of strength with two things that I don't think you have. Bro, you. All right. I don't know. He looks. He looks like he's kind of a strong fella. Yeah, we could wrestle. <laughs> Whoa, chill, I'm not, chill. I'm not into like you know, uh, you know, exhibiting masculinity via feats of strength, but we could wrestle. <laughs> did you did you play sports at your at your liberal arts alma mater? No, I quit playing sports in high school. I was kind of nice in high school, but it was what were you nice at? A, uh, football and baseball. I, football? Yeah, I got hands. What? I got I got hands. What kind of hands? Like for catching? Yeah, I was wide receiver. I led the league in touchdowns and yards Ooh. per reception. You're five foot eight. What? I mean, how? bro, looking like looking like all the I yeah. Why, the wide Patriots. receivers are you know they can be short. So this is all to, this were, is all before the Supreme football gloves came out. You were putting these numbers up, <laughs> bro. All right, TJ, TJ. We don't really know each other, but uh, mm-hmm. I think that one thing that I have in common with you guys is my um, aversion to Supreme. Which has been like my entire life. Okay. So no, I would never I would never cop Supreme accessories, let alone anything Supreme. The only Supreme thing I ever copped was the Neil Young tee for my dad because he's a big uh, uh, young. Wow, guy. that's a, that's actually I copped the football gloves and I wore them at Tom Brown football and we <laughs> won. So yeah, you I tell guess me. It's, I guess it's a little different when you're on flow team. The whole, the whole it, copping it, thing. Yeah, I Jason guess I never, never considered it that way about when you have to like pay the <laughs> Jason, money for J- the Supreme. The problem was they, the, the collaborations, you know, the footwear is never available for Jason because of his giant dogs. So it's, mm. it's he can only get the regular gear, which is a little less of a flex, I would say. I can, I can, I can, I can, I can always hand him down to my little homies and, and <laughs> Bay. But yeah, you are right. I will be dying early. So who, who has the last laugh? <laughs> who cares? Heart, Chris, yo, invite me to the Tom Brown football shit. I will fucking smoke all of you. Uh, well, no, how many followers do you have? Because that, you know, we yeah, can't just you know, be inviting anyone to the Tommy. Oh, is, that how, in, is, that, is that how you value human lives? Okay, that's good. Yeah, it is. Yeah, if you're if you're a male <laughs> have model, you, have you met Chris? <laughs> if you're a male model, Jeremy O'Harris, Hari Neff, or me, you're invited. Otherwise, well, I must have gotten lost in the mail. <laughs> Sorry, Next year, bro. I'm saying. I didn't know. I didn't know. But you went to high school in New York. I didn't even football playing at high school in New York seems crazy to me. 
So it was crazy because I went to a, a school in Tribeca that didn't have like any facilities. So we'd have to drive to like the East River and play on these shitty fields. And then we would play other, we were in like a public, you know, the uh, PSAL, Public School Athletic League. Yeah. And the only other teams that had football uh, teams in that were public schools were like schools way up in the Bronx and like way out in Brooklyn. So we'd go and play these schools in the Bronx and get our fucking asses handed to us because <laughs> we were like, you know, half Asian kids, half Jewish kids. And the only way that we would score was on these trick plays where I would like do like one a game and score. Um, mm. And so that's why I like led Tricksters. the league in like, uh, yeah, exactly. Ra- nothing but razzle dazzle. That's why I led the league in like yards perception. Cause it was just like these ridiculous, like fucking, you know, annexation of Puerto Rico type joints mm-hmm. that would work every single time. Um, <laughs> so you're saying the football program in Tribeca is not as strong as some... The, some Stuyvesant, the Stuyvesant peg legs are not known for their uh, prowess, <laughs> prowess on the gridiron. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's really funny, actually. Yeah, they, they call it, there's a documentary on it called First Chance You, where <laughs> yeah, every, every chance and opportunity is provided to you, whether you like it's, it or not. No one makes it to the NFL, but somehow everyone makes it to Ivy League colleges. <laughs> I don't. I don't know. I don't understand. I don't understand. Where, Ivy League or Sunnies? Where is Vassar? Vassar's in Poughkeepsie, New York. Uh, getting tipsy in Poughkeepsie. Or, there's a tribe line like we so don't talk I'm about. Wondering. We don't. We don't talk about tribe called quests on this podcast. Why? We're anti. We're anti-native tongues on this side. <laughs> We're just too racist for it, man. <laughs> I don't know what to tell no, you. I actually, I just, I don't care about backpack rap at all and totally miss it. And Jason, I think, agrees with me. Okay. That's fair. I mean, uh, but I, mean, I recognize I, the I, importance. I, I recognize I listen, the importance. I listened to more backpack rap than Chris did, for sure, because of my, my history as a previous graph head, but... Yeah, I'm kind of in the same boat where it's it's What not. was the what was the most backpacky you went? Like nonfiction, nonprofits, ill bill, necro. You're you're exposing something about yourself that you might want to keep inside. Yeah, this this puppy lapped what? up all of that, brother. I'm 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 Hell yeah. I'm blasting necro in, in the Idea freight yard. Abilities. <laughs> Maybe you dorks should start your own podcast. I'm out of here. I, but I, yeah. I, I was never really leaning towards that type of that type of stuff, unless it was you know, I was like listening to it for a joke. I was more, okay. you know, I guess less into like freeing your mind type of stuff, and more into just like getting doom, uh, getting doom high. It, doom it all or no? Yeah. King I, uh, James, I didn't know you were such a a real hip hop aficionado. Oh yeah, I mean. Is that no, your I wouldn't upbringing? say aficionado. No, I mean, I think that was like, you know, my upbringing was like DMX and like Jay-Z and like the late 90s shit. And then the early 2000s was like Backpack. And then, uh, and then like, I don't know, after that, I guess like Kanye. Mm. I guess you know, that's that, a, that, that lineage. That's a pretty common lineage, I guess. I just didn't, I didn't, I don't care about rap music that's not from Atlanta, I realize. And I don't even think that's on purpose. Well, it's not like I listen to that shit now. Like, I can barely even kind of, like, get through MF Doom. We know. Would, we, yeah. We know you're banging the J. Cole. Don't front, bro. Get the fuck out of here. I've actually, I could not, I, all I know about J. Cole is that he had that song about, like, busting in his pants, right? <laughs> yes. Yeah, he did. Well, he also thinks he can make it in the NBA, and he put up a photo of himself wearing Puma, which clearly, if you're wearing Puma, you're not making it to the NBA. Well, he's a Puma, he's like a, he has a Puma shoe. 
I would rather be poor than sign a Puma deal. <laughs> Fair. <laughs> like that. Like, do these guys have no conscience? Like, is there no line? Like, would what you? About, uh, I think they have too much conscience. Reebok? What about Reebok? Re- I don't fuck with Reebok either. Unless it's a J. Cole Vetmont collab, it's kind of not really entering my radar. <laughs> would you? Do you rock Reebok, James? No, I never. I never had. I, I kind of like the Beatniks and like, or is that what they call the Beatniks? What you mean, like the jowled ones? The the like one? The, no, like, like the little like British uh, ones. No, like the like the slipper mules with like the. Oh strap. fuck! Now those are cor- these. This mule <laughs> shit, like they're Birkenstock Boston's. Nothing else needs to. We gotta relax, man. Okay, I'm like I, I'm with you on that. Like I, th- none of that shit looks cool, and except for the only thing I would buy is a Chrome Hearts Birkenstock. That's the only upgrade you need. Uh, the I mean, I have three pairs of Boston's. Brown brown suede white leather, which game worn from Adam Pally, and then the I don't know if you I don't know if you guys fuck with these like you probably don't, but the Our Legacy like hand drawn ones that kind of have like Ed Hardy s tattoos on them. You know what I'm talking uh, about? We we have real tattoos, so we don't need them on our clothes. Okay, very cool. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, Jason, Jason, are you got it up? A uh, decent amount, not as much as Chris, but yeah, I would say so. I, 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 really probably, have a, I probably have eight to nine yaddies. Okay. <laughs> Ed, Ed Hardy means something different to me. You know what I'm saying? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. The, the artist Ed Hardy. Not that's, the, my triple, that's, my tri- that's my triple OG. That that's ain't, big pro. That's don't, big pro. Don't come, don't come for the king like that. He's Without him, none of this would, would be here, bro. This whole, this whole shit would be fucked up if it ain't for him. You know what I mean? Uh, no, Ed, Ed Hardy started this whole – he birthed this whole shit. He, he really did. But I think, the, I think the slide footwear popularity because of COVID has gone too far. Um. Too cozy. I guess so. Yeah, too cozy. Limbs on too linguine, you know, it's too many <laughs> carbs. But I see that you've been – I feel like you've been making quite a lot of purchases as a person who doesn't have a job. Mm. Yeah, I've picked my spots here and there. I mean, what is it – am I like flexing too hard on the gram? Like is that what, – what are you hey, talking no about? Hey, no one said it was – the flex was too hard. I'm just saying as a as – a, Just in this, a, in this climate, it's just kind of wow, you know? It's yeah, much, right? it's, yeah. As a as a keen observer of your content, I have noticed an uptick in garment purchasing and therefore garment posting. Yeah, well, I think it's more just that's how I deal with kind of like insecurity and like personal setback, right? It's just like and okay, also let's expand on this, brother. A, not to be a not to be like a vulture or anything, but like when you have stores go, you know, yeah. on there, you know, going out of business sales, like I don't know, like who if if you're not going to take advantage of that, then someone else is. And at the very beginning of this, we were like, oh. Cop Johns for small brands because you know keep them in business. Hopefully they're around after all this. Um, but yeah, it's mostly just going through like the, the out of business sales. <laughs> have you have you made any purchases that let's say you might regret after they show up and then there's no returns? Oh yeah, I've caught a pair of Heelys. Um, <laughs> cannot return those, <laughs> bro. The joke is going too far. Why why did you do that? It doesn't it didn't sound like a joke. It's not a joke. Um, I don't know where they are right now. But so you did buy a pair of Heelys. Yeah, for like sixty bucks from like uh in inline shoe warehouse dot com. I'm familiar <laughs> with the site. I'm familiar with the site. Uh and what what does it feel like? I've never worn a Healy, but you know, I've I've always wondered. Let's, let's walk us through the, the unboxing and let's the roll roll us right. through. I've Chris. never I've never I've never done heroin, <laughs> but um I knew you were a fucking loser for a reason, but go ahead. 
You know what? You know when you're cutting wrapping paper with the scissors and it just glides. Oh, damn, damn. Yeah, that is an excellent, excellent way to describe yeah, something. You're, you're coming for J. Cole with these bars, bro. <laughs> <laughs> That's kind of what it feels like. I mean, you're just like uh, free, like a bird. You're float. You're freeing the heel. It's like telemarking, you know. Mm. Well, okay. have you worn them outside of whatever neighborhood in Brooklyn you live in? No, um, I haven't worn them outside. Period. Because. So you I, haven't hit the streets of Borum Hill looking for white chicks in Healy? Borum Hill. Uh, I live in Greenpoint, and sometimes I see Alex Olsen, and I'm scared that he's so hot. I feel like <laughs> if, if he sees me wearing Healy's, my chance yeah. of befriending this hot man is just like never going to happen. If Big Bro, Al he, sees you recording a, a Healy TikTok, it's pretty much over <laughs> for you. <laughs> Alex Olsen's fucking listening to like a chant on his airbox, bro. He's not worried about you and your He ain't worried about you. He's trying to hold his breath or something. He's not worried about you and your fucking shoes. Because you sound a little jealous. No, I'm not jealous. I'm not a Wim Hof guy yet, but I'll get there. <gasps> not, not quite advanced. <laughs> I don't, I mean, are you going out? Are you? What's the vibe in Greenpoint? Is, is everyone out in the streets? Yo, so like there's a hurricane here right now, so it's it's been kind of wild, but uh the energy is fucking horny. Like it's it's the fat it's the it's the fappening. It's the it's the real life palpable, it's the clapping. Like um because I'm because sure, it's officially like like summer sundress season, but nobody yeah, like not, nobody can get it popping. Exactly. Like it, it's it's typical New York's sexy summer vibes, you know, throughout, but then mm-hmm. because we've been cooped up for here in New York, Chris, I know that you've been traveling and endangering your fellow humans. Um, and I know that in LA, <laughs> don't come for the super spreader like that. Don't please. come. I'm the number one super spreader in the fucking <laughs> game. And, don't, and you need to put some respect on that. <laughs> uh, young super spreader. But uh, no, and I know in LA, like it's back on lockdown. But in New York, like we're kind of good, it seems like. And I'm sure we're going to fuck it up for ourselves. But the streets are just fucking popping. Um, the energy is like you can cut the sexual tension with a knife mm-hmm. and everyone's just like out in the parks boozing all day, boozing all night, getting takeout, chilling in the park in like small groups. I don't know if I haven't really seen or experienced like meeting new people, but and you're um, not really participating in this. Uh, I mean on the weekends, like again, it's just, it feels very like, it feels like Berlin almost. Oh, like, so it's like, just like mm-hmm. so it's a bunch of ugly Germans doing Coke and drinking bottled beer. Yeah. <laughs> Doesn't sound bad, I guess. The music sucks, but otherwise it's probably pretty cool. No, it just it it's it's cool. It's like I think that New York, at least we feel right now that we're like past the worst of it. And um you know, so and it was really shitty here in like April with like you, you, haven't, you, you haven't left, right? I haven't left New York. Um I went upstate to a friend's crib for like two nights and that's Damn, it. you're a fucking soldier, my G. Bro, I mean, it's fucking I, New York, baby. Yeah, I grew here. You flew here, head ass. So he wa- he wakes a, up. I don't he, say that because that is a anti-immigration sentiment from Australia. Uh, I didn't know that actually because a person of color actually said that to me for the first time. It's a Australian nativist saying from like the fucking nineteen dickies. So what do you say that's not problematic when you want to tell people you're from New York and they're a fucking loser? Um, Great I grew question. here. You flew here. <laughs> <laughs> But you just don't do it with the Australian accent and your good money, bro. Yeah, exactly. So that's every true. day in New York, you're just getting the chopped cheeses and and you're you're grinding it out because you you're Tribeca stan. <laughs> yeah, you know, you I'm, I'm I'm a retired professional podcaster. Uh, mm-hmm. Just leisurely 
floating my way through my Flanor lifestyle. Mm-hmm. And that's about it. I don't, I mean, there's not much shit else to do, I guess. I guess so, the life of a podcaster, pretty easy, huh? Do you guys do, like, is this your full time or like main moneymaker? No. No, it's just one of many re- yeah, revenue baby, streams. Yeah, we, we, we got revenue streams. I mean, again, we don't digitally bank, so it's going to take us a little longer than, than yeah. you, you know, it took you guys. Are you but, digitally shilled dick pills? Yes, but that to me, so I can do that proudly, you know, and that's fine. I can live with that. Have you guys used the dick swipes? We, that's not part of our package. No, we only manscape, sh- my, my guy. We, we only manscape now. So, What do you recommend? Um, well, I guess if you have chest hair, but you probably don't. So that's some. <laughs> <laughs> hey, bro, I have some. Um, why would you say, Why would you say that, Chris? Is it because I'm a Asian American? <laughs> no, because I'm looking at your beard and it's a little spotty. You know. Oh, the, I mean, I took this down yesterday. Oh, I see. So you did a little yeah. trim. Yeah. No, I I think that. F- but you guys. So how many shows a week do you guys do? Well. We were doing one and splitting up into two parts, um, but what we're trying to do now is like one with a guest and one kind of like extra, you know, boys only. So we're recording that later tonight. Do you find that that the episodes with just the squad do better than the guest episodes? So, uh, so the guest episodes we put out for free, and then the squad oh, apps we see. put behind the paywall. So it's kind of like apples and oranges. Like we don't we don't really have insights into numbers on the Patreon. We just have like. Mm-hmm. general sentiment of like anger and like vitriol on you know all the various platforms. I saw you guys I saw you guys getting killed for a little while and I thought it was unfair. Well here yo here's like my mentality is like yo no one has ever left a positive Yelp review, right? Like you only go online to like shit on people. Um the people that like just consume it and are happy and go on with their lives aren't going to go out of the way to be like, yo, this shit was big gas slap or my G. Like <laughs> the other thing is that I think that when we're, when you're as engaged with your fan base as we are, and you're not, you know, you're on the same level as them because we are the people's champions. We're not some hoity toity, you know, left coast snobs. Couldn't relate. Um, Couldn't relate. I, I don't want to be, if I was on the level of your fans, I'd be concerned for myself. Well, it, like when when you get a reaction out of like the and actually I was trying to listen to the Lawrence episode that you guys did earlier and I, I've never listened to an episode of When's This Gone or any other podcast, <laughs> so it's it's not it's not an animosity thing. I just don't listen to podcasts, including ours. I don't fucking listen to our our shit. Um, Damn, did we lose him? Um, yeah, no, I, I hear him. I think have you talk, have you talked to your therapist about why you don't listen to your podcast at all? Uh, no, I can't afford a therapist because I don't think it's in my Cobra healthcare. Mm. Um, well, if you didn't quit your job to be a podcaster, you might be able to afford that healthcare. Yeah. I don't know. I've never had a desire really to go to therapy. Really? Yeah. And and I know that like, that means you need it more than anyone probably. No, I, I know that it's like a good thing. I mean, I tried it once when I was like, uh, like 19 or 20 and just like this, was talking to this old guy. I don't know. It was weird. Not a great age to to get into it. I no. think that I think you're probably old enough now where it would work. To be honest, I mean, I go. He did not. He did not fuck with the cutting linguists as hard as I did back then. <laughs> Damn, <laughs> you just couldn't relate. You know what I mean? You just couldn't get on the same page. You know what I mean? Yeah, I understand. Is it? Is it? Uh, do you have a, a a desire to not hear your own voice? Is that it? Or it's I, that, I think that's big for like, a lot of people. 
it's that, but I think it's also, I think one advantage of not listening to other podcasts is that you don't try to like mimic what you think is the right mm. way to do it. And that mm. even goes for like your own shit. So like, I'd rather just kind of like freestyle and, and do what feels right. After four years of doing this, you kind of have a sense of like what feels right. And also like the self critic, like we come out of a recording session every time we're like, yo, that, that was fucking trash. And then, and then like, uh, Lawrence will listen back to me. He's like, yo, this is actually really good. Um, mm-hmm. you know, and I, and, and the way it kind of works, like the division of labor is I do a lot of like the pre show work and then he does like a lot of the post show work. So like, he'll listen to it and be like, oh yo, we missed whatever the guest said, you know, a racial slur here, like drop some hate speech here. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, we gotta cut that. Mm-hmm. Um, I, you know, as a, as a multi time guest on the program, yeah. I am always quite impressed with the research you bring to the table. Fully printed out paperwork. Yeah. Multiple sheets. Single sided though, because fuck the world. <laughs> yeah, well, I, I'm just I'm saying I think that that I think that people because of the laissez-faire style of the program and Lawrence's extreme personality, they might not realize how much work you're 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 doing uh, pre pre show. That, but it's also a security blanket. Like I'm very impressed with the fact. Like I was asking Chris, I was like, "Yo, what what do I need to prep or like think about?" And you're just like, "No, nah, we'll just talk." And like it's cool that you guys can just like wing it. I mean, I don't know what work you've done before this um i'm sure you've done your fucking oppo research on whatever and, and want to toss bombs in my mf doom fandom but <laughs> um no so it's very it's also impressive and sometimes like you know right now we're kind of like, yo are we like a little too buttoned up like is the run of show too boilerplate is it too repetitive should we blow it up and kind of like not start from scratch but like you know go back in the lab and kind of think mm-hmm. about what we really want to get out of each episode especially now that we used to be able to like kind of trap people for like four hours at a time in the studio and now since they're at home and it's you know in the evening they're like oh i can't fucking pod until 10 or 11 p.m like i got you yeah know, because that's I a, got shit to do when you guys asked me to podcast for four hours i thought you were kidding that is insane yeah i mean it's we're, we're just do you think in. do you think you guys are joe rogan i I don't know, like, what is Joe Rogan? Again, I don't know what Joe Rogan does. I just know he does fucking smokes DMT with Elon Musk. Joe Rogan is the kid. Jason, his podcasts are four hours, like always, right? Not not always, but it's it's like he just did a four hour podcast with Post Malone this week. It's, <laughs> it's not it's not uncommon for him to to touch three four hours on the reg, but but most of it is just posty. him. It's just him talking what? about nothing. It's just him. You know, there's like for that four hours of audio. There's probably 28 minutes of pure silence of them being like, oh, let's let's look up that picture of a bear on <laughs> on Google or, you know, or just like weird silence of, of them talking about how like mushrooms are freaking crazy and stuff. Did him and Posty talk about like Post Malone's like insane gun collection? We didn't we didn't listen. I haven't, we just... I haven't not listened to all. <laughs> I, I did peek around a little bit just to see what was going on, and it pretty much was that. But, you know, I guess it was kind of interesting to hear Post Malone just bro down. I mean, I would, I mean, I'm a big Post fan, and I would love to hear what's going inside that fucking freak mind of his. Uh, not much. I mean, it's all just, just Bud Light and his piss. Uh, yeah, it's Bud Light. That's it. That motherfucker's got slaps, bro. I mean, you, you got... No, like, I agree. He's got... Yo, Post Malone's got more hits than MF Doom. Let me say that I right saw, now. <laughs> I, saw, I saw Post Malone at Santos uh, Party House. Ooh. His like first ever show after White Irison blew up and fucking Lil Uzi Vert opened for him and it was like 60 people in the crowd. It was wild. And then Post Malone came in and shut it down and definitely like he knew he was a star. 
Um, damn, James, just that's the coolest thing you've ever told me. Forgot about Santos Party House, damn. Where Uzi, did you? Uzi came out. Uzi came out, and he like moshed in the crowd for his last song. He had the song "What Do You Want" with with Ferg, and then like you know his set ended, and it was kind of like that awkward moment between like uh, amateur sets, and then his boy comes out with the mic. And he's like, "Yo, uh, little Uzi dropped his iPhone while moshing. Has anyone found <laughs> iPhone six? <laughs> really, really kills the coolness of that whole experience. <laughs> yeah. Was that when now now you are a graduate of the music business, but this was before yes. that. This is before when, that. This was when I was a complex. Yeah. Wow. I forgot complex. I forgot that you worked there. I tried to forget that you worked there. Um, Me and you both, brother. <laughs> but I bet you got a lot of free tickets to cool shows. At complex? Yeah. Yeah, but I as yeah, sometimes. Um but that was like that happened because I hit up like Post Malone's manager at the time was like, uh, what's his name? Leo Cohen's son, who was like as, launching as three- the shooter. Yeah, great, great guy. Okay, and I was just <laughs> like, "Yo, uh, I want to like we should do a story on Post Malone. White Iverson is like going crazy, or maybe it's a song about like Supreme Supreme. I don't know, whatever. Great, I don't hmm. know. Great story." Well, I would, yeah. I would, I would this, say this is when you guys transition to the next. This is your job as hosts. Hey, <laughs> hey, bro. Don't, hey, don't do that. Sorry, sorry. I mean, we we have a lot going on. We're coming off the dome because Jason's yeah. Jay Z in the booth with no pad. I mean, there's a lot of editing after this, right? No. Oh shit! Very I light touch. It's it's a very light touch. Uh, well, I would, I would, I would consider moving forward if you guys are looking to shake things up on the pod to to go back and and listen, do some listening to your own show. It is difficult for a lot of people, but it, you can learn a lot about you know what you can do to improve your podding. On a serious tip, that's true. I mean, Game tape. With, but the thing about that that we find kind of difficult is we get like both sides of of what is ultimately a constructive criticism, where like we get criticism where it's like. Yo, why the fuck are you guys interrupting the guests? Let them speak. And then as we get the equal amount of people being like, I miss it when James and Lawrence used to interrupt the guest, and that's why I listened <laughs> to them for them to steamroll the guest. And it's like you can't have it both ways, and we can't kind of cater to both. And if we if if we get it in our heads too much, and this kind of goes back to what you were saying, Chris, where you're alluding to, like, if we're just trying to like uh cater to every single comment, you end up just doing gymnastics to the point where like you just kind of like paralyze yourself well i'm i'm saying not to not to listen to the comments and not to go back and forth of what is right and what you should do and listen to yourself and form your own comments and your own thoughts on your own work and trust that and then and then edit yourself moving forward of like oh my god i say you know i said swole too many times on this episode i really gotta stop (laughs) doing that or whatever you know whatever things that you know places that you could improve do you do you look at Reddit? Do you look at the famed Failing Fits Reddit page? First of all, it's called Throwing Fits. Um, <laughs> and yeah, I, I look at it and it's like not that – it's not as like uh, horrible as I look at one it, would assume. I've looked at they it. Talk it about was, you guys, they talk about you guys a lot. It's interesting because I feel like it really is – more it, – it's so much more than like talking about the podcast. It's really like some like – Community, it's a community shit, which yeah. is the whole point of of I mean that's why you guys are able to make money. You know what I mean? Is because they that that how engaged these people are. Um, but do you guys actually participate in it, or do you just go check in? 
Um, I'll like I'll jump in on when people are looking for recs. Like someone was looking for like incense recommendations, and I jumped in. Um, the real shit, the more active shit is the Discord, which is like for patrons only. And that's can you, can where you that's explain, like a live Can chat you explain room. what that is? Because I don't use stuff like that because I'm not a yeah. mouth breather. So if you could just <laughs> tell me, that'd be great. So it is a platform that was designed for, I think, gamers first. But it's basically just a live chat room that kind of spring. They spring up around like every kind of, you know, very niche community. So, um, so is it bad that we don't have one? You could have one and it depends how you want to use it. You know, I, I don't necessarily, it's more a place for fans to like gather and, and talk to each other and like share intel and kind of like, uh, you know, mm-hmm. go to each other onto whatever recommendations. Sure. We, uh, just, just the uh, you know, Discord, maybe make some, make a new friend somewhere or whatever it could be. But you could like offer them, I mean, they're your more, they're your most hardcore fans. So you could offer them, you know, early access to merch or like exclusive shit. But, uh, mm-hmm. w- within the throwing fits discord, there's different channels. So there's like. A channel about um, music, about TV and film, sports, gaming. Uh, wow, the, the music section of the Throwing Fits Discord is terrifying to me. I can't keep up. Like that's the one that where I just can't keep up with it because it's all just like YouTube links. Oh, I thought it would be like Kid Cudi fan fiction. It's all like no, nah, it's like hundred hundred gex, thousand gex. Yeah, um, <laughs> it's just gex. I don't even know a lot of gex. Just gex. But no, so it's the discord is like super can can kind of just reflect the general mood of like the most hardcore fans. And it's interesting. You know, I I try to keep like the 35,000 foot perspective on uh, commentary. Lawrence gets very riled up by like individual comments um, and he'll take those to heart and then he'll, you know, not to speak for him, but whatever he spoke for me on when he was on. So He'll freak out, and I'll just be like, Lawrence, you're literally concerned about three people. Mm-hmm. You know, that is like 0.01% of the general, of the entire paying audience, which is, you know, a certain percentage of like the total audience that listens to our shit on the free shit. So I just try to keep like the general, like long vision, not like, you know, living one inch at a time. Easier said than done for some people, well, but, but good yeah. that you can. Yeah, it's very good. I mean, is the, so the, the touch points, for the podcast are the show, then there's the Patreon show, then there's a Discord, and there's an Instagram. What else are there you guys doing? I feel like you guys are giving people maybe more than they want, but continue. What, what, what else? What else is there? Uh, we're trying to do. So we have a. We're doing a live juicy zoomy on Friday, where basically everyone at. I don't know when this is coming out, but everyone at a certain tier, we're gonna like send out a Zoom link. You can tap in, and we're just gonna do like fit checks and like fuck would not fuck with fuck, fuck would not fuck with working title. With like fans, like uh, audience participation is mandatory. You know, we'll have people tap in. We'll unmute motherfuckers one at a time. Um, we have you know the homie homies from like Ireland and the uh, and UK and Canada tapping in, and it's at like we we've only done one so far. It was a lot of fun. I accidentally roasted or I accidentally put one kid in a really awkward position where he was watching with his girlfriend, and I asked him what what porn he's fucking with, and. Uh, I, feel, I, I think he like just stumbled and bumbled through an answer and then eventually well, it's, out. To be fair, it's his fault for bringing a woman to an incel gathering. Yeah. That's, yeah. That's, I mean, that's on you, bro. Like, I'm, I'm sorry. I have no sympathy for that man. I just think you guys, it's, it's just you guys are doing quite a lot, which is impressive to me because I don't know if, um, 
I, I don't, what do you think brings these, what, what is the main subject that brings people together in these? Like, what's the most popular? Is it music? Is it clothes? Like, what do you think people are talking about the most under the, under the failing fits umbrella? Failing fits. Um, oh, cause, cause, oh, cause I call you guys, when is this gone? And you call us failing fits. Um, I get it. Um, Damn, also, you yo, finally we, got it. Let me ask you this. Are we, I mean, I've never met Jason IRL, but like, we're not like, like when's this gone and throwing fits? We're not like enemies, you know, we're like homies within the same like arena. I would, I would, I would say, I would say we're homies within the same arena, but you're, you're like a you're like Vaughn's grocery store and we're like um, Ralph's. You guys are Ralph's. <laughs> no, no, no. I would say we're more of like an Erewhon level. Just based Erewhon on ge- level. Yeah, just based so, on guests and kind yeah, of Erewhon like Erewhon is demeanor. the supermarket. It, it's in LA. It's kind of like a little bit more expensive. A lot of celebs go there. That yeah, kind a lot of, of super, superficiality, a lot of uh, bird scooters pulling up, a lot of fucking, you know, Range Rovers. <laughs> yeah, but Vaughn's Vaughn's, which is what I would say failing fits is, is more like you pull up in your beat up civic with a spare tire. You get out, you buy a couple things of Mountain Dew, and you go back to the car, which to me feels that feels right. That feels appropriate. <laughs> Again, we're the, we're the people's champion. I don't know what you want from me. If those are the people that you want to be the champion of, by all means, be the, be the champion of those people. <laughs> we're the champion of all people. I think that the through line of our shit is, I would hope, and this is like definitely you know spinning some bullshit, um, is like <laughs> general self-betterment, whether that's through like the things you buy, which kind of sucks, but eventually it is like, I mean, Chris, you know, like it, you know, reflective of like your values and priorities. Totally. You, we vote with our dollars. Yeah. But also it's like, Oh, yo, I want to learn about, you know, the story behind whatever this brand or this artist or this, uh, you know, furniture, some shit. I don't know, whatever you guys talk about. Um, <laughs> so, so, <laughs> so the young, the young impressionable listener, you're hoping to guide them you know, on their path to, to adulthood and life and teach them the ways. Yeah. Each one teach one. I think like whether Mm -hmm. that's through like discovery of like new brands or or finding confidence, like try new shit or branch out from, you know, whatever level of fit you're coming from before. If that's just like our past style and like common projects, like yo, level up. Mm -hmm. Um, Well, I love when you, I love when you admit your faults on this podcast. Continue. Those are my faults. Oh, I just assumed you were pulling from personal experience. No, I've never owned. I've never owned CPs. No. Always thought they were trash. Arrow boys. Always thought they were neither. Always neither. thought that they were indicators of like uh, new money gauche tech bro shit. Because that, which I learned at Snapchat actually. I've never. I've also <laughs> never owned CPs, and Jason hasn't either because they don't make his size. But he would have. The only thing problem. that kept me from getting those beautiful exactly. CPs. Exactly. Why you, Jason, why don't you just bind your feet? Good I've point. thought about it. Um. Yeah. So the I think that's I think that's good. I think what you're you're doing to educate and and teach is important. What what other areas other than buying stuff and clothing are you are you hoping to educate the youths into? I don't know. I think like hopefully each guest we have on, we now do allow them to to tell their story or to like kind of like you know source like or like. Uh, bring interesting people to the floor. I mean, same as you guys, right? It's like mm-hmm. you week to week, like you might have uh, Hari Neff or Jeremy O'Harris, but then you might have some critic who has like no social clout, but they still have interesting opinions and interesting things to say. And I think like that's hopefully mm-hmm. it's like, yo, it's kind of just like defining the extended universe, whether it's like, when's this gone or throwing fits 
but it's all like <laughs> cutting through the bullshit and noise. And it's like, yo, stop paying attention to the fucking chunky donkeys and go like, you know, read this book by this interesting person. But I thought mm-hmm. you guys, but so you're saying you talk about the chunky donkeys a lot because then you fit in the book after you get their attention with the chunky donkeys. The chunky donkeys are a literal two pack of ass. Um, <laughs> to quote, to quote your favorite philosopher, Joe Budden. <laughs> That's true. Dead ass. Go off. Go ahead. Give me the give me the scripture. She give me the scripture. A two pack of ass. Um, <laughs> no, nah, the chunky donkeys are fucking bullshit. And like, I don't know. We, I guess, that's another through line. Is like, yo, stop liking something because you're told to like it and like learn how to like your own shit for your own reasons. Mm-hmm. And again, no, I think that's, because, a great, I, that's a great lesson for young people. I, I yeah. agree with you on that. So it's like, yo, like, like, I mean the turbo late stage capitalism, like sneaker culture right now is so problematic. I mean, not to flex or anything, but we were on Jesus and Merrill yesterday and we were talking to both, both of them about like why they love sneakers and why we're so disenfranchised with it currently because Right now, when you have fucking Gary V and like off white fours, because he's the only fucking guy that can afford <laughs> get to copy shit, yeah. and also like try to flex on TikTok while you know giving like motivational speeches. So it's just like so skewed and so fucking uh, left of uh, it's just it's just out of control. Um, mm-hmm. So yeah, I think like that's another thrill. It's just like stop liking this shit just because it's expensive or just because it's like the scarcity is is what's well, like the, promoting that's the, it. That's the thing with all that shit to me. It's actually it's not that expensive if you if you're able to get a pair. Right. Like it's not actually that expensive. It's right. the desperate wanting to be willing to pay 40 times what it's worth to have it that is problematic to me. Like and, wanting to buy a pair of shoes for $150 is totally normal. It happens that's to me fine. every day. It happens to me every day. I've never bought anything resell in my life. Ever. But if, it's crazy. But if, 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 like, the fact that everyone knows that this certain pair of sneakers is going for, like, a G, and you're, and you then acquire it and flex it, and that's what's moving your dick, then, like, that's problematic, right? Mm-hmm. Like, that's just, like, a weird, yes. you're chasing this, like, weird, uh, the priorities are all off. Yeah. But if there's a $1,000 pair of shoes or a John that you want because you fuck with like, you think the design is a genius or you have like sentimental attachment to it. Um, you know, maybe it's like a vintage, something that you had in your childhood that you then like still fucking love. Fine. Like go for it. But you know, as long as it's for yes. the right and personal and individual reasons, not like the hype machine and the fucking, you know, bullshit, uh, self-perpetuating cycle of violence. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, well, I, I mean, I, I think everyone has to get, get to that point with their, their own self-confidence and identity, you know, on their own, because we, I, yeah. I know I was personally guilty of, of not being able to dress, you know, in a way that was confidently myself and, and celebrating my unique flavor until I was probably maybe after high school, I was just, you know, I that's was, early. Which yeah, I, I guess it could be early, but I think nowadays ki- kids are are getting there a lot quicker because of role models who are are telling them they don't have to do that and making it cooler to be unique and different. Well, like, I mean, like I you think guys. Like, well, I think it requires a lot of trial and error, and I think like you have to brick a bunch of shit before mm. you can like arrive there, which is unfortunate because that's just like a waste of money. But yeah, I think that you have to uh, fail well, up I, to get well, there. With, the difference and is before the, you throw before you throw fits, you got to fail up. 
And <laughs> oh my that, God! All right, thanks for joining us. Um, <laughs> the, no, luckily, the, Lawrence and I have a hand-picked, beautiful, curated collection of a hundred Johns on Grail.com because we have a 360 uh, partnership deal with them. The synergy levels are over 9,000. We're not shilling dick wipes like you guys. We're not shilling ass wipes like you guys. You're selling are, used clothing on Lawrence's former employer's webpage. I'm not going to speak for Lawrence in, in terms of how awkward it was for him to <laughs> be, a part of the, be a part of the negotiations while still employed at Grail. <laughs> and like arguing against himself on both sides. I don't know if you guys... I don't know if you guys have ever uh, <laughs> approached a business negotiation with Lawrence Schlossman, but let me tell you, he goes just fucking finito in the conference rooms um, in a way where he just like art, just it's it's not great. It's not great. Trump like with his negotiations. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> hey, you know th- those those people unfortunately get the job done. Yeah, no, I think, but the the biz dev operation of throwing fits is booming, um, which it has is to be it, when it's a full time thing. Well, I was about to say, what is what is the what has changed since you both have become full time podcasters? First of all, the fact that you don't live in L.A. or do stand up, it's not looking good for you. Um, <laughs> but but like, what what do you think you're going to do? To I saw your little merch. Um, so yeah. what, el- what else are you trying to do to to increase the revenue streams? The merch hit. Um, yeah, but you did a pre-order, which I, you know, I mean, I guess if you're on your little, we're family, heroes because we're heroes. We're not, trying to, <laughs> we're not trying to ruin the world. Don't, uh, don't, have, bull, don't give me little, the, don't give me the fake sustainability talk. I don't play that game. We have um, <laughs> multiple collaborations with high-level brands coming out this fall. One, I don't know if you guys are looking right now, but I'm yeah, showing I'm, you what one yeah, of them is. So you have a fake bean boot in your hand that is probably going to cost four hundred dollars. What else? Uh, both of those facts are not true. Um, no, we, I think like we're, we're trying to do partnerships to make sense. Like we have turned, well, we signed WME, but we've also like turned down a bunch of brands that we just thought were like, like after three years of, or two years of like talking about fucking like Muggsy jeans and like couches that have like come wicking technology. We're just very done with <laughs> Like it doesn't make sense. It does not make sense for us to fucking shill that shit. So we're just like, yo, we're only going to fuck with brands that we actually personally would fuck with. We're only going to try and sell merch that we would, for the you're most so, part, uh, you're so, ourselves. So if when you when does the first Pink Dolphin launch come out? <laughs> <laughs> the bravery, honestly, the bravery Young that you're talking dog. about. The bravery <laughs> for, of you and Lawrence to only work with brands you like is is honestly inspiring. I, I don't, yeah. you know, we're trying to get a Nike deal. Well, good luck with that. Um, I don't I don't see that in your future, but I've I've been wrong before. I think Puma got, could work though. Puma, I can see. I have the plug at Puma. Um, shout out Eric Silverman. Wait, do you guys do outro music? And if so, can I have Young Dolph? Which song? I don't know. Um, there's there's what a was lot. The album? Yeah, there's a lot. You guys are. I was gonna. I was trying to think. Like you guys have put out as much shit as like Plies. Like you guys are very prolific. Thank thank That's you high for that. Praise. Pri- Plies is, is one of our favorite artists and personalities oh, yeah. in the game. Um, well, that's. I'll we, put some Dolph on the end for you. Don't worry, Chief. We got Dolph for you, King. Um, Dolph replies, whatever you guys think is, we, is right. We, lo- mm. we love our our pace has been good, um, but I do think that it's um, is it too much? Know, 
No, no, no. I actually really like it. I don't. I don't think it ever feels. I don't know about Jason, but I always. I'm always like ready to go. It doesn't really feel like a chore to me. I, th- um, I think. I think three three a week is the perfect cadence. You 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 have one day off, one day on, one day off, one day on. Then the weekend hits. You get a couple of days off. It's. I think it's the perfect amount to to keep you, that, keep you fresh. How much of your creative process is driven by monetary uh, decisions? Where it's like, yo, that's want one ad reader. A week or we want three? Do you want to triple our money or what? We decided on the cadence before there were the ads. So it was okay. kind of just, I think, I mean, honestly, the cadence, I think, was decided also by COVID. And that's why we started it is because we had all this time. And now that we have a little less time, I think it was just a priority to fit it in. You know what I mean? And make it work at that same pace. I don't, I don't think we would ever exceed a, f- a three ad scenario. That's probably that's probably where I'd, I'd tap out. But one thing I've noticed with a lot of podcasts that have like kind of the funny jokey ad reads is, yeah. is they can just go on for way too long and they don't need to do yeah. that. Like just like a five minute ad read about talking about how funny, you know, manscaping or dick pill shit is <laughs> like you can do it and you can, it can be 30 seconds and you'll still get paid and it'll be done and, and you move on to the next one instead of making a, a real meal out of it where it takes you out of it. Yeah, I think that's the right the or the you know the philosophy that we try to do for this. But you guys, you guys did you guys did ad reads at Barstool though. We did ad reads at Barstool, yeah, and we were like we got in trouble a few times because we had too much fun with them because we didn't give a shit. We were just like, yo, we don't get we get paid no matter what. We don't get paid based off like the success of the ad, or the mm-hmm. advertiser. So, and like no one listening to us is going to go buy a fucking burrow couch. <laughs> um, I think Burrow Burrow reached out actually, and they're like, "Hey, we want to send you a couch." And I was like, "Oh, great! I live in California at this homie's address." Um, he was like, <laughs> he had just gotten married and like needed a couch, and I was like, "Yo, do you want this couch?" And he was like, "Yeah." <laughs> so I was like, oh, I actually, I actually live in I actually live in uh, LA now. Um, I just moved. I, yeah. well, I I think that the the uh, ad read. I mean, I I just am surprised if 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 you. I mean, I guess at Barstool they're selling them in a group, so they don't even know who's. They, they're just like. Right. They want it to be straight. They sell it to the network, not to the and you yes. know they're like, oh yeah, we'll spread it out across you know, call her daddy, part mm-hmm. of my cake, and failing upwards. I've never, I I don't. Um, how is failing Barstool doing? You think are they hurting right now? Um, I don't know. I'm always very. I've always been very surprised at not surprised, but more like I guess like impressed at how they've kind of navigated uh, the waters of of from a from a business side of like media just because they're so personality based and like, that's what you need now to succeed is like, you can get the information. You know, I learned about the fucking explosion in Beirut on Twitter before it was on any platform, right? Definitely, like saw definitely. the videos and shit. Um, so you need like, it needs to be personality driven. And then when it comes, I mean, I think that they like all podcasts, I'm sure you guys too, like without, without people commuting, we lost a big chunk of listenership without a doubt. But well, we started the podcast when no one was commuting. Oh, damn. Yeah, those, so, those numbers, they kind of slowly crept back up to where to, to normal over the last few months, though. But yeah, the commuting but, thing hit pretty hard at first. But, so you're going to go up from here after, when things get back to normal, which is great. Yes, yeah. That's, hope, yeah, hopefully, yeah, for sure. Yeah, for the, sure. Gro- the, the, the growth, the, the chart is very similar to COVID, where it came out <laughs> real strong. And then, you know, dip down once, uh, you know, once we all realize that our life as we know it is over in hell. And then once we got used to that, the numbers climbing even higher than they were before. 
So as the head of the throwing fits biz dev operation, I would suggest that you lock in some deals now and, and add in some like bonuses that you can unlock when the numbers go up. So, you know, you're just fucking, you know, that's, that's good advice. And I think people should know, and I that's want to advice. do, I want to do this on, on this platform. You know, I think Lawrence tends to overpower you with his extreme talk and behavior. But I, I, I think that people should know that you've had an illustrious career in marketing and media. And I, I think it's impressive. And I think people don't know enough. Thank you. I just don't. Is that your transition into talk about my career? No, not. I just. It came to me. Can you stop trying to mansplain our own podcast to us, please? (laughs) Yeah. I just think you've had it. I just think people probably don't know. I don't know how much you talk about it or not. Uh, I don't know because like my per like my career like honestly I think that the most impressive shit I've done personally is with this pod and like no joke like the deal that we had with like Grailed and Seasons. And other shit, um, you know, those are the two things right now. And even the merch, I think like, like, I guess what I realized kind of early on or halfway through my tenure complex is like, yo, there's money in media. It just does not go to the writers and the reporters and the journals. It goes to the fucking like ad sales guys. Right. For sure. Because like I had this position at complex where I was kind of between, it was like director, special projects, some shit where I kind of sat between like the money guys and the editorial guys. And at that point, it was like the it was the the height of like trash sponsored content, where it's like, yo, Honda just bought ten articles, so you guys need to do like ten road trips that are swaggy as fuck, and it's like, what? <laughs> <laughs> so we were like, we we're like, yo, let's let's reverse this, let's make this a two way conversation. James, you be the representative of editorial, and you develop the ideas with the editorial team that you that the ad team can then and the marketing guys can then go out and sell. Right. So kind of like mm-hmm. reversing that. So we would be like, yo, Honda, we want to do this like very lit thing around, you know, swaggy road trips. Do you want to pay for it? Um, and then so I, I guess I kind <laughs> of like, learned what like did you, then, what words did you just say? <laughs> <laughs> throwing, throwing Honda fits. And then, um, oh, and then when I was at Snapchat. When I was at Snapchat, I, I sat next to like the business dev guys who are fucking gorillas, like straight animals. Um, like I would mm. never want to like have a beer with them or hang out with them, but it was mm. interesting to like hear them talk about that shit. And yeah, again, there's like, there's money to be had in media, but I think it's, again, it doesn't go to the fucking bloggers and writers. It goes to like the, the I mean, I guess it really never has, know the you business know? side. What's that? I mean, it, it never really has any type of media platform, yeah. magazine, newspaper, television network. That's just, that's just what it's about without the advertising. No one's making money and writers and, and, and content yeah. creators, unless they do it themselves unless you are never unless you make like it. yeah or unless you're like a bold-faced name and then at def jam i just learned that being talent is the fucking sickest job in the world and like that's just what everyone should have yeah what, what kind of artists were you dealing with at legendary jeff damn recordings um i mean i wasn't like did you get to work with the killers or no the killers were on def jam they're on island oh uh, def jam island split up in like 2005 or some shit or 2015 well, i, that's, I worked that's, with like that's the last time I cared. Continue. <laughs> uh, the coolest rapper I think I got to like work with directly was probably like YG. But is he actually cool? I think he used to be cooler. I think he kind of. I think he's still cool. In the grand scheme um, of rappers, he's he's on yeah. the cooler side. That's that. No, that's fair. I just think he's one of those guys now who is cooler, and no one even knows what the music sounds like. That's fair. I mean, unless you're a Cali boy. Unless you're, yeah, I don't listen to Cali hip hop because I have taste. So, fuck you, okay. Chris. 
Um, but not not wrong also. Yeah, Jason, you don't like Cali hip hop. I like some Cali hip hop, just not a ton. Keegan <clears throat> is like Cali. Who is that now? I mean, it's like, I guess, like Shoreline. YG. YG. Tyga's over here in Cali. You know what Ty- I'm saying? Tyga, Tyga, number one artist for me. Um, <laughs> I wanted to talk about shorts with you, James. Oh, yeah. I know that you guys are anti blowing the brains out of shorts. And, and Chris kind of is too. I'm I'm team I'm team failing fits on this. Do do you wear shorts that have the liner in them as well as underwear or in in uh, in replacement of underwear? So, I actually believe in copying baggies two pairs at a time and blowing the brains out one and keeping Woo! the brains in the other. Mm. Very Woo! very brisk black move, I know. This pleases I me. I like that's that's advanced. I mean, uh, so one, wow, so you wear the wow, one that wow, has wow. the liner in them for when you're doing your aquatic activities when you're yeah. when you're at the when beach. I'm on the, when I'm on the water, when you're trail James running. Strike, James strikes me as a guy who wears his board shorts sagging with the Calvin Klein boxers showing. Never did that. Um. <laughs> and, then, <laughs> and then and then and then shorts with the brains blown out when you're when you're just gonna go post up a cha cha or whatever. Well, not Chacha. I've never been to Chacha, and, and they're racist, so never. So oh, you know, I'm on the right, side. I'm on the right side of history there. I'm on the here right side we go. There. Here we go. Um, Congratulations. Oh, I'm just going to take this. I'm just going to take this Japanese culture, and then as you know, two white guys just like become millionaires off of it because I'm they, from Miami. First of all, first of all, James, they were millionaires to start with. So let's right. not let's not forget that. Third of okay? all, Chacha. I know that Chacha Macha people listen to this podcast for some reason. So you know. Like fans are like the, the yeah, and, and just if you if you guys are listening, fuck James, and I would love the lifetime matcha card. If you if, if it, I think we deserve that. We've talked about it on this show multiple times. I haven't been there in months, um, but they I, fuck with the pod. They are uh, they fuck they threw throwing fits on their like Friday whatever like things I'm listening. Well, to they wear they shit. wear they wear streetwear, so they would like you guys. Okay, all right. Um, so it, it is a shame that they ended up being racist, though. It is the a shame. Issue, the issue with the five inch baggies is that Lawrence and I just started getting into like bigger shorts, keeping the five inch baggies, of course, in the rotation. Bigger as throwing in, in bigger how? Blousen shorts? Like, like, you know, like bigger like, as in uh, longer inseams? Bigger as in longer inseams and just like flowier, like the, the Issei Miyake on Plisse. <laughs> yes, yes. I love those, not for you, but I love those for women. <laughs> I love them for me because they just like somehow garner a breeze up. They're like a chimney flu. Like they, they get mm-hmm. the breeze to go up your balls and just tickle your taint. It's amazing. Mm-hmm. I don't know what the physics of it are, but we don't talk like that on this podcast. Jason, can you bleep that stuff out? please? <laughs> you can say taint. You can say taint on anchor. <laughs> wow. All right, That's all right. funny. The, cor- the cornhole ridge um, or the gooch. We'll go with the Noguchi. The gooch. <laughs> it's Gucci. Um, I, I don't think I actually did a shoot for Neighbor, the store in Vancouver, and they I was wearing a big pair of shorts for maybe the first time in my life, and I didn't like the way they looked on me, but they were ex- exceptionally comfortable. Insane how yeah. comfortable they were. They, they, they do were, have they, they do have chimney sweep energy, despite how yeah. comfortable they must be. I mean, it's cute that you guys are discovering Isimiyaki at you know almost forty, um, but you know, hopefully, yeah. it'll lead to hopefully it'll lead to more like high fashion stuff, you know. 
And you can well, check out Izzy Mayaki's clothes on grail.com as well. They probably have some good stuff up there. That's true. Not in the collection this week, but maybe when we refresh next week. So but now so, the thing so, is, is that there's this whole like NC more on TikTok where all these like hot young women, very young, almost too young, uh-oh. were like, yo, five like five inch, like five or die. Right. So like all these fucking basic ass, like huddy ass dudes and all these LA guys are now like, yo, fuck, five inches, that's what we rock now. You know, I Which is such a shame. Because like we were on the right side of history, and we should have been the vanguard of that movement on TikTok. <laughs> but it happens right as we're kind of adding more silhouettes and like lengths and shit to our repertoire of shorts. So you are you're you're saying that you're too far ahead of the curve yet once again. Sometimes it's tough, you know. Set sometimes you set trends too early, and you don't get the <laughs> bro. Credit. I mean, I, I, get, I I've, I've been five inch. You don't have to tell me as the person two thousand five. As the person who had been, Lawrence, Lawrence probably wouldn't give me credit, but he knows where he got it from. Wait, Jason, if you were five inches, like your your dills must be popping out. Yeah, no? do the math, bro. Nutties is out all day. <laughs> it's just simple science. Just bat winging up and down Wall Canyon. But that's why that's why I blow them out, and and then I have underwear underneath. It keeps it all in there. He wears his Comme des Garcons Y fronts with the brains blown out. With the what do you? Blown. What underwear do you guys wear? Like what? What type? Uniqlo boxer briefs only. Jason boxer brief usually Calvin. I thought you're Bjorn Borg guy. Bjorn Borg. Oh, Jason or me? Both of you nerds. I was just kidding. <laughs> I cop. I cop twelve packs of Hanes boxers. You wear like which dad like, boxers, like a flowing yeah. cotton boxer with an, a an assortment hole? of um, different different, plaids different flannels and, different and plaids. Exactly. <laughs> you don't even get it. Brooks Brothers, bro, you're getting Hanes? Yeah, bro. That's See, pretty cool. That's, that's when I know, that's when we separate the men from the boys and the shit. You know what I'm saying? Everything in my life has to be right. You clearly cut corners in some places. But I mean, the thing is, is that to, me, though, to, me, that, to me, that's right. To me, that you know, that's right. Like, I don't, I don't like boxer briefs because I don't like wadding my shit up. I, let, I like the airflow. Um, mm-hmm. you know, I don't like confining my meats. I'm not like a. Does James, does Jason, does it feel like James is trying to convey to our listeners that he has a giant dong? It's, no, not it's at all. Not, not leading down that path. Sure. The, all this hog talk is making me uncomfortable. If you guys had the visual element, I could just give you a little sexy <laughs> right there. But again, you don't see. Chris just saw the fucking. He saw the cornhole ridge. <laughs> James, let's all get right. that. Let's go ahead and get you out of those shorts. All right. Let's get that. <laughs> let's get that dick out. So. So how many hours a day are we working on failing fits? Like what's your day to day looking like? Yo, so it's kind of crazy now. Like, like, I don't know. I wake up, <laughs> I go on like a bike ride or I just like work out or, and then I just read and drink coffee. And then I don't know. It's day to day. Like, I think that it's probably like three full days of work. Also the thing is, and this is not for, this is not like talking shit, but like to get on the phone with Lawrence, what you think could be an hour, uh, half hour turns into like an hour and a half very easily just because like we just fucking banter because, you know, you know that's what on, we do. Hold on one second. Am I the Lawrence of this podcast, Jason? The fact, I mean, yeah, clearly. Okay. That's unfortunate, but I think I need to I don't think it. anyone would disagree with that. How do you? Yeah, I mean, sure. Is that because you just like are long-winded and, and verbose? That's a um, good start, yeah. Yeah, and I'm doing it naturally without any substances. Exuding, exuding large amounts of confidence. Yeah, braggadocious <laughs> you're, you're, energy. I'm not you're, braggadocious. I Lawrence is unhinged. I'm not braggadocious on his level. You're dumber than Jason, is what you're saying. 
Um, depending on the day, it's possible. Yeah. All right. Yeah. Then yeah. Wow. I'm so you're doing. Right so, you're, so you're basically saying you're basically saying your your full time job takes three full days a week. Yo. So like yesterday, I would say we were like working or like on the phone for like six hours, five six hours. Today, it's going to be like I mean, this counts as work, right? I'm out here fucking plugging the pod. So this is sure. I don't know how long is this going for. That's um, true. You know, we'll be, we'll be go for another, don't worry we'll be very we'll yeah be this is gonna go for another soon. two minutes um <laughs> <laughs> and then and then we're cutting a fucking boys only slapper tonight and then tomorrow we got taylor lorenz coming on to talk all things tiktok so mm-hmm. i gotta put in the fucking oppo research on that and go into my you know typical five hour tiktok hole a little earlier than normal so i can like come up with some questions about fucking jake paul and little huddy um and addison <laughs> ray and then the grind and never then slips. I, and then Thursday, you know, it's on to fucking secondary and tertiary revenue streams. <laughs> <laughs> Sounds like a pretty good life to me. And then Friday, I'm off. Wow. Actually, no, fr- Friday night, we got the juicy zoomy. So Friday night, we got to fucking plan that shit. How, so. is, how is my king Chuck handling all this? Chuck is, I'm a little, he seems a little, I think COVID and quarantine have really gotten him down. Um I think that, you know, he's, he's was really into the whole vibe check, which Chris, you tapped into, I don't know, like two or three times. Jason, we yeah, gotta get yeah. you to tap into that. It's making his triumphant return next week. Um, so you guys should definitely come through. I think that he is a little, like all of us, he's a little sick and tired of this. He's very, he's being a very good boy. He's taking this shit very seriously. He's being very responsible. Oh, so um, he's, a, he's a pussy is what you're saying. Yeah. When, when kinfolk shut down, I got the text like, yo, come through. <laughs> And a few of us gathered and definitely created a super spreader event. Um, but we were able to like drink all the beer that they had left. But Chuck, I was like, yo, Chuck, come through. This is like your family. And he's like, oh, no, like, I, you know, COVID. Mm-hmm. Um, he's found a new role heading up our gaming division. He's the leader of Pal Nation. Catch him on Twitch every, every night, basically. Twitch streaming from like fucking like. I get the email reports the next day from Twitch. It's like, you have streamed from 10 p.m. to 6 a.m. And 50, 56 people watched. It's like, yo, Chuck, what are you doing? <laughs> Eight hours of streaming for 50 diehards. But it's it's really like he streams with his high school friends. And I think that um, I don't know if he like feels kind of like he's become a beloved character on in the Throne Fits universe, rightfully so. And he's like. God's perfect angel, like Lawrence said in our New Yorker profile, which came out uh, between Lawrence's okay, okay. episode and this one. Okay, um, we know all about your little profile. I actually, you tweeted you know, it. You tweeted uh, it. Yeah, because I'm in it. Because I'm, the, I make you guys look like serious adults. The way they frame me in that in that profile. Are you in it? Yes. There's a whole thing about me talking about addiction that makes the podcast oh, look right. like it's not just dick jokes and like video yeah. games. No, they were. They so were you're like, welcome for that. They were like, what's some serious stuff that some guests have talked about? And I was like, uh, cancer, sexual abuse, um, sexism and sneakers. And like, ah, we'll just go with fucking Oxy and Chris Black. I'm like, All right. <laughs> yeah, because they, they want subscriptions. <laughs> much like much like throwing pills, pills are sexy. Pills are pills sexy. Are, pills. pills are sexy. James, what pills are you guys move, doing? Um, speaking of that, what are you guys doing to increase um, maybe more of a female-based audience for you guys? Um, or is that a desire for you? I feel like I feel like there's no chance, but you could try. So, this really crazy phenomenon has popped up every Friday on our IG story. We 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 put out a call for uh, fit for fit picks, right? Fit check Friday, mm-hmm. and we get uh, like literally hundreds of submissions. It's it's wild. Um, 
And this new phenomenon is apparently there's a bunch of women working on the Fit Check Friday looking for, for a man's. They're going fishing uh, mm. for some fucking dong. Mm-hmm. And they literally will like hit up dudes that they see that have like a fire fit. Cause we'll tag, we'll tag their, um, we'll tag every sub- submitter. We'll tag their handle. And then, so you can very easily go to their profile. And apparently these women are, these female fans are going into, and this is like empowering and amazing that we're, we're just fucking, you know, serving up a buffet of meat. Mm-hmm. And oh, these women can yes, pick but and choose do you think the, Do you think the women realize that they're all virgins or do you think they have to figure that out later? I think they cross that bridge when they come to it when, you know, the guy's <laughs> like, oh, is that is that what a vagina looks like? <laughs> Some people are looking for a virgin, all right? That's true. I, that's a, Yeah, for sure. Um, that's not, well, why, that I'm is good. why I'm on TikTok. But. <laughs> that <laughs> does TikTok. sound very, very empowering. And you guys are doing the important work. And thank you for that. All I right. think uh, bringing on like more interesting uh, female guests, like Nicole, we had Nicole, on Nicole McLaughlin. I think I'm saying her name right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And she, she she was a very popular episode. She talked about facing sexism in the sneaker industry and the whole like shrink it and pink it phenomenon and how she like came up with, you know, and still is coming up with ideas that people just rip off and claim as or like men claim as Could wrong. you explain shrink it and pink it, please? Yeah, I've listeners? never heard that. I've never heard that before. So it sounds like a sex move, but it's actually um, Basically, in the sneaker world, they're like, yo, we got to make a women's shoe. Okay, let's just take an existing model, make uh, women's sizes, and then just make it pink. I think I'm like Jordan. Very, I'm very glad that I didn't know what that meant. That proves yeah. that I'm not part of the sneaker community, which is, well, thank I think, God. I think Jordan was accused of it because they would always just put out like the women's yeah. releases would just be like pink, whatever. Shrinking and Pinkett is a, is, a, is a very apt title for that. And it, it, I think that transcends footwear in general for all types of female-based products. Yeah, for sure. Um, and yeah, I think it's just like having on, I mean, you guys know this just as well. Like it's about having on guests that will hopefully bring in new audience and then you, they have such a good time that you convert them to come back next week mm-hmm. and so on and so forth. But I yeah, agree. I think like the, I think we're like, I don't know, 70, 30, 75, 25. That's way more than I would think. Yeah. Same. same. I'm very impressed. I'm very impressed. Thank yeah, you. and then you can let us know what the actual numbers are after <laughs> we're recording because <laughs> that's bullshit. You can send us an email and just let us know. It's off the record. You guys we just you guys just um, had Jonah Jonah Hill on your podcast, which came out today. Yeah, the homie. Great get. Oh. You, you, you guys recorded that. I was just listening to it before this. You recorded it in May. What was the, what was the delay for putting it up? Uh, we recorded it the day after George Floyd was murdered. Um, and so by the time it was like ready to come out, everyone, you know, Jonah, us, the whole yeah. fucking content industry was like, Hey, mm-hmm. let's put a pause on everything so we can have like more meaningful conversations mm-hmm. and figure out like, figure th- just figure this out later. And we actually put this out on our paywall behind the paywall with no social promo, like, I don't know, a month ago, mm-hmm. um, just cause it was you know, we we're sitting on it and we wanted to give the patrons like something. And then the plan was always to like put this out as a free app. So eventually we got the go ahead. Um, we, you know, worked out with Jonah's team and yeah, went live today. And I don't know, people seem to really like it. I mean, he's probably one of the only like celebrities who like actually can like, you can have a real conversation with. Yeah. Yeah. He's like, not, it's not, he's not promoting his movie the whole time. No, not at all. 
He's just well, like talking about like Leo's fits. <laughs> we'll give that a listen. I mean, I probably won't to be honest, but hopefully some of our listeners will. I was I was listening yeah. to him mentioning that he enjoys Bottega Veneta and but it's just really expensive and I'm I'm you know, if Jonah can't afford it, who who can? Is what I want to know. I mean, he he wears the row, so you know. <laughs> yeah, but he grew he grew up with MK and Ashley. You know, he's getting flow team. Oh, that's true. Yo, the row flow, the row flow. That's really where I'm trying to be. Um, <laughs> James, thank you for joining us, King. Yes, <clears throat> it was a pleasure, and honestly, this was overdue. And and I think it's nice to show both halves of failing fits fairly on this program so people can judge well, who they who they like the least for themselves. The fact that you invited on the white co-host, like me and Lawrence being equal, the fact that you invited on the white co-host, that's your own internal white supremacy that you have to dismantle. And I'll leave <laughs> I'll leave that to you. Um and you know and your audience to judge. But thank you guys for having me. Uh and and um where can they find you uh, on the internet? Obviously they know about about failing fits, but where can they find you personally? I'm at Dr. Taco. No, it is not a pussy joke. It is a potato chip brand from Thailand. And actually, Lawrence, like way back in the day, was like, yo, you should you should get a Twitter. And I was like, what the fuck is Twitter? He's like, yo, just like do like it's like a, you know, whatever, just make one. So on Twitter, I'm doc dr underscore taco md. So like this is stupid. I don't need a real fucking name. And then on IG, it's doctor spelled out taco. And again, it's not a pussy joke. It's just a delicious brand of potato chips in Thailand. Your your um, twi- your Instagram leaves a little to be desired. Your Twitter is great. I, it's a recommended follow. What do you recommend about, or what should I do with IG? Because I've always kind of struggled about giving a shit. Well, then don't. If it, if it doesn't come naturally, I think that's the thing with social media. Whichever platform comes naturally, you lean into that one. So if TikTok is your platform, James, then by all means, go for it. Did you or did you not forward the TikTok I sent you to your homie at Essence? I didn't know. I didn't. I didn't even watch it yet. I was busy. Please do. Um, it's gone viral, and I think that Essence should cut us a check. Okay, I love virality. Um, thank you, <laughs> thank you, James. Um, Yo, thank you, guys. Everybody, go listen to Throwing Fists. If you've listened to every episode of How Long Gone, you have nothing else to do. Um, True. Thank you. Synergy, we'll talk baby. to you soon. Don't play with me. Play with your bitch. Let's go. Don't play with me. Don't do that. Play with your bitch. Play with your bitch. Young nigga on some multi-million dollar shit. Fur coat, half a million worth of ice on. Lit up like a nigga cut the Christmas lights on. Why the